I'm Ryan Milliken from Hardway Performance, and you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. I'm Demetri Miller with No Zone Diesel. This is Anthony Rings from XDP. This is Jaron Holder from Holder Down Performance. Corey Willis from TPI. I'm Drew with D&J Precision Machine. I'm Pinky. And you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. Diesel Podcast. You're listening to The Diesel Podcast. The Diesel Podcast. The one and only Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? got a really cool episode for you guys today. We wouldn't have believed it unless we talked to the truck owner today, so you definitely want to check this one out, especially if you're into LBZ Duramax trucks or you're racing them at the track. But before we get to it, we want to thank PPI and BD Diesel for making this episode possible. If you're looking to upgrade your truck, head on over to dieselperformance.com and ppi.com. There's a ton of cool new things out. BD's got their rebuildable torque converter which is, it's awesome. You, you need to check that out. Then also PPI has some updates with their Allison transmission tuning. All right, guys, let's get to this episode about an LBZ you probably haven't heard about, but you're going to start to hear a ton here really quick. Danny, how's it going, man? Hey, Patrick, we're back at it again. <laughs> we are. We've been staying busy. Very busy. We've been having a lot of fun, been meeting a lot of great guests and great people in the industry. Oh. We definitely have. It's uh, definitely, uh, you know, so much. There's so much going on in diesel stuff right now. It's really cool. And you know, today's episode is when you told me about this guy, I was floored with what he's done with this truck. So we wanted to to welcome to the welcome him to the podcast. How's it going, Jesse? How's it going, guys? Good, good. I wanted to just just start you know, quick right from the start. Is tell us about yourself. Tell us about the truck. What you've been doing with it and and let our listeners know about uh, what you're doing out there in diesel performance. Sure, um, sure. I uh, I own Direct Injection Engineering, and um, we're a small company in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Um, we do everything from transmission builds to uh, you know any kind of performance on on diesel trucks. Um, and we have uh, right now we have the world record holding um, stock engine uh, Duramax truck. How fast did it go? Um, the last pass we made, um, it ran a 996 at um, 135 miles an hour. Ooh, um, that's, <laughs> that's moving. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the truck a little bit. What's what's the setup? What's the you know, configuration as far as you know the cab? Well, at the moment, it's um, it's an LBZ engine um, that we actually picked up a few weeks ago from uh, a guy on Craigslist. Um, it's a 300,000 mile engine. Um, the guy was actually on the Duramax diesel forum. And so we, uh, we talked to him a little bit and he said, you know, it, it ran well when he, he took it out of a wrecked truck and, um, I mean, still factory EGR and everything. We had, we cleaned the gunk off of it. Um, we didn't even, you know, mess with the head studs or anything. We just basically slapped some, uh, LLY injectors into it. And, um, because that's what we had in the, the previous engine. And, um, we uh, put it together. Um, I mean, it's a single turbo. It also runs uh, nitrous on it. So and it's a crew cab. Also. As far as stock engine, what what would define it? Say as a stock engine. Well, um, from the valve covers to the oil pan. Um, I mean, it is straight from GM, so um, untouched. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. It could go that fast. <laughs> yeah, we're thinking it's around uh, about a thousand horsepower is what the the tune should be at so um, and it's holding it pretty well the uh, the previous engine that we um, well we recently uh, almost split, split the block in half um, on the last engine but it took about 55 passes on the streets to do that or, or on the track sorry 
City that. So. I know the Duramax listeners we have, they're going to ask, how can you go that fast on a stock engine and not, you know, because you, you think of all the things that could happen or could go wrong with cracked pistons, bent rods, or something like that. How do you guys keep it alive? Well, um, I think that um, it has a lot to do with the, um, the RPM. Um, I think one of the, the tricks is that we're trying to um, get the RPMs higher so that we're staying over the torque curve. Um, because the torque is what we feel is what is very damaging to these um, bottom ends anyway. Um, so we're, we're getting the RPMs up a little bit. You know, we're running, you know, a good 1,000 RPMs over the factory um, rev limiter at 3250, which is the stock one. So um, we're also, uh, I think the nitrous helps out. Um, the nitrous is, you know, keeping things a little bit cooler, I think. Um, you know, we're not actually building as much boost as a lot of these other guys, and um, I think that's, you know, also blowing apart intake pipes and everything else, you know. So, I mean, we still have the factory Y-bridge on the truck. So, um, or not the factory, but just a, um, well, the factory Y-bridge, but an EGR delete, sorry. So, um, oh, but we haven't put the, any um, aftermarket one pieces or anything like that on. We, we are just handling it fine. With the Now, with the transmission setup, is it is it a billet shafts and P2 planet and hub and all that stuff? Yeah, it does have a, um, a billet input shaft, a billet C2, um, basically just, uh, it's like a 750 build plus, um, an input shaft basically. So, um, it's not real special or anything. It does have a, the, the pump shimmed pretty hard to, to give us some good, um, high pressure through the shifts. So, um, it's not going to be like a, probably a long lasting transmission, if you will. Um, but, uh, it shifts really great. It's so impressive to think, you know, cause it, it basically takes everything that, you know, people may think it it takes to go that fast. You know, you think of, well, I need an engine build. I need billet rods and all these different things. And the fact that it can hold it and do it and you can do it multiple times is, it's what's so cool. <laughs> yeah, we, we love it. Um, we get a lot of attention for it. And, um, you know, I think that, I don't know, 90% of our customers are going to have stock engines, you know. Um, for us to go ahead and, you know, push a built motor, you know, $30,000 extra on these um, customers, you know, is at 700 horsepower. I don't think it's really necessary at this point. I think that, you know, the, the tuning is so good now. Um, you know, the parts, the hard parts are getting really, really good. And um, EFI Live gets better with every update. So I feel like, you know, we're able to, to dial in the, the tunes better. Um, and with uh, experience with these, these new tuners and in the old school tuners as well, just getting so much better. I think we were able to push them a little further. To take a crew cab shore bed to that level, what did you guys do to shave the weight down? Um, we have uh, the interior is pretty gutted. Um, I mean, it still has the, the factory dashboard and dashboard cluster steering wheel. And uh, actually, the driver's seat, it still has its power um, leather seat and everything. But, um, we took the rest of the interior out. We, uh, and we cut the bed down pretty hard. Um, that's really it though. I mean, it's still, it's still 5,500 pounds, um, you know, just empty. And then with me and the, you know, geared up, it's like 5720 or 5750, something like that. And you mentioned it had a big single and some nitrous, but how big is the single and how much nitrous? What kind of jets are you running? Not really that big. Um, I mean, I say big single because it's uh, it's a big VGT. It's, um, it's actually a Danville built, um, 6871. Um, it's actually an LBZ-based turbocharger, and um, 
it's we, the actually the other engine we had um, previously we had a 3794 with the same billet um, 68 Danville wheel but it was just basically a turbo for a towing um, you know it wasn't anything fancy and then we did have around I would say about a 200 250 horsepower shot of nitrous on that engine um, and then with this bigger turbo we've recently installed, we were able to dial the nitrous back down. We're only running, um, it's, a, it's 252 jet. Um, and if you know anything about nitrous on diesels, it's around 100 to 125 horsepower shot right now. And is that a window switch that you have or a full um, throttle? It's, or? A, it's a progressive controller system we're using right now. It's, um, it's actually two stages. So we have one um, that actually is a, I guess you'd call it a spool jet. Um, you know, it comes on pretty quick off the line and um, just tries to get the turbo real, you know, spooled up very quickly. And then the other one is more of a power jet that runs through the whole entire um, run. And, and they are from Nitrous Express, and um, everything's all dialed in based on a, it's a hob switch. Um, it's based on the boost level. So as the boost rises up, then the nitrous progressively comes in. Wow, that sounds like a pretty fun setup. If you ask me, <laughs> it is. Um, we built it. You know, originally it was um, to tow my camper and um, work equipment around. I was actually, uh, I still am actually. I own an electrical contracting business still. So um, that's where you know we started and everything. We bought this truck as a work truck and you know started going to the track and getting it faster and faster. And next thing you know, everyone's wanting us to do things on their own trucks. So what do the Cummins guys say at the local track when you? running sub 10 second passes <laughs> <laughs> well yeah there i mean we've only run one sub 10 so um at this point you know uh, i mean it's basically all social media that, that people are talking about it but um you know when we go down and run i mean mid sixes and the eights is where we see most of them at the local tracks you know um they're pretty impressed i think especially with um it being a stock engine like that so we had done a podcast last week we had uh, ryan millican on and we, him and I were talking about transmissions and we talked a little bit about Allison's and 48 REs and he made a point that he said, you know, Allison's a great transmission for, for what it's intended to do, but the, it's just, it's a big, heavy setup. And he's like the 48 REs, they have their own issues. Once you want to get to a certain speed where the cases can't handle some of the pressure and the valve bodies are you know, prevent the kind of pressure you need to run and turbo 400s are the way to go. Have you guys thought about maybe doing a different transmission setup and cutting down that time with the same power level? Or do you guys want to do it with basically the way this truck would come from GM, so to speak with the um, anyone that's done any, um, you know, track time with an Allison knows that you do a pass one time and then you go back to the same pass another day. And it's not going to be the same because the Allison's going to and anticipate this shift, and, and it just puts you off base. It's always learning, so um, you know you've got to kind of trick it into um, <laughs> you know going faster, basically. So, um, but it's funny that you say that because um, a buddy of mine that I met at Rudy's actually a few weeks ago um, has deleted his Allison, and uh, he's using a uh, 48RE. Uh, or I'm sorry, he's using a uh, what is the GM transmission? The um, 48, uh, 480. Yeah, 480. Yeah, and he's actually got it shifting. He's got a complete standalone um, processor for it. So he's able to control exactly when it shifts. It has no issues whatsoever. 
Um, and, you know, he's, he's actually doing really well. He won the 6-7 class um, with that transmission. Just it's very, very consistent. He doesn't have any, you know, TCM fighting him constantly on that. Um, and then also I uh, was talking to uh, Dustin Mintern at uh, Diesel Addiction a few weeks ago about it, and, you know, he was thinking we could possibly do something where we, uh, once we get a really good pass, data log it, um, save the taps, which is um, the adaptive shifts, and turn off adaptive shifting so it doesn't change anymore and program those numbers in back into the TCM so that it continues to make those same shifts. But I don't know um, how far anyone's ever gone with that. But but um, if we get into any more issues, um, you know, at this point it's, it's doing what we want it to do. Um, we make a few passes. We leave it, you know, in the big tune, and, and we only run it um, wide open basically. So um, it hasn't fought us too much. Well, that's interesting too. Just uh, it, I think like with Ultimate Callout Challenge, we really see it, and some of the other things is the, the power and the ability. Even as you mentioned earlier, with the tuning and the parts and everything, it, it they've jumped really far ahead, and it's like the transmission side is still it's trying to catch up. It's trying to innovate and adapt, and there's all these other options, and it's really cool to be able to talk with guys like you and see, you know, what what your plans are what options there are to to basically harness the power and go faster and it's i mean the racing scene is probably gonna look a lot different in a year <laughs> a year from now two years from now <laughs> absolutely um i mean again you know there are some some transmissions allison you know full builds that have been into the low nines um i don't know how far um the stock engine is going to go we're going to take it um literally as far as we can and because i think there's still left um uh, plenty left in the chassis and you know I've decided that I'm not going to build an engine for this truck until I know the chassis is a hundred percent done so you know we'll just just keep going faster and we'll see if that actually becomes a you know a limiter for us in the future I mean I it'd be great to run low nines I never thought I'd be running low tens so um, you know it could happen <laughs> Danny had Danny you had some great questions we were talking about um, before with you know the times and the lists and the things like that. Yeah, one thing I was wondering, when you get on this list, and I, I've seen this official list, how do you enter your information, and how do you, how does this get validated in the diesel industry as stock? Well, okay, so um, as far as the list goes, um, being, uh, are you talking about the 1099 list, or are you talking about um, from the Duramax form, or are you talking about just being the fastest? Being the fastest and um, just being on that list, like how do you, who do you send that information to? Uh, do you send them a time slip? Do you, do you um, send them a video, or how does that work? Well, basically it starts out, um, well, on the, the Duramax diesel forum, um, what I did was I did some research, um, it was like last October, and um, I was running really great times, and I'd never heard of um, a Duramax getting into the sixes and the eighth mile. You know, I was I was the eighth mile guy, just local track, and um, did a bunch of research. I went actually on the forums and asked if you know if anyone had ever heard of a, a truck, you know, with the stock engine or stock bottom end or whatever going into the um, the sixes at all and the eighth. And um, there were a very few. There were like two or three that you know, and I mean, it, it took forty or fifty posts. Of, of people saying, I think maybe they went this fast, and then trying to find the information. And, um, you know, we found that I was like a, I think a 
70 was like the fastest anyone had ever gone. And I think it was in a, um, a, a short bed, whatever. I, the Funk, I think, was his name on the, on the Duramax forms. But anyway, um, so we, we beat that number and posted that up. And then um, from there, uh, we they said that we didn't really um, – need to have a record for an eighth mile, they want to see the quarter. Like, no one really cares about the eighth, I guess. So um, <laughs> we went to the quarter. We'd never been before. We went to a Atlanta Dragway, and um, first pass, this was full-bodied. You know, it had every um, part except for a tailgate and a spare tire. And uh, we ran a 1070 in the truck. Um, no weight reduction, Rancho shocks, you know. And, um, you know, that kind of blew up the Internet with people saying, no way, it's not real. There's no way it's not. It's got to be a built engine. There's no way we can go that fast. And then um, so Dustin Minturn actually called me. Um, I don't know if you guys know him from Diesel Addiction, uh, a good friend of mine. He he called up and said that he has been working on um, the same kind of project, trying to get the same record. And um, But he has a, it's a fully fiberglass truck. Um, it's 4,000 pounds. It's two-wheel drive. And um, it's heavily modified, and he was going for that same record. And we tried to meet up a few times, and um, he ended up going to Darlington and running a, a 10-4. Um, and we, we gutted the bed at that point of the truck and took some interior out and went and ran a 10-3. And, um, you know, we're again, we're full-wheel drive crew cab. Uh, at that time, we were still like 6,400 pounds or something, and um, he was at 4,000. And so, um, you know, we got him there and then talked some more. And uh, we've been going back and forth for, you know, last since October of last year, um, you know, on trying to he, – he's actually been through two engines as well trying to break this record. So um, it's a lot of fun, actually. That's just amazing to me. So you can post that time, and is it just more of an honor system, um, how you guys report it? or? Well, I mean, you know, as long as you have a time slip. And, I mean, you know, everything's on video, too, you know, that we have. So – um, you know, we've got pretty good evidence that we did it. Um, but, yeah, we go on the um, the Duramax uh, forums, and we, you know, post it up there and post up the time slip. And then, you know, it kind of gets out of hand with Facebook once you post anything up there. So, And that's why I ask these questions because a lot of people, you know, you can say, that's awesome. That sounds like it worked. But what did they really do? You know, how did they really get there? Because if it was – you just make it sound so easy. If it was that easy, and then everybody would be doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that a lot has to do with um, a lot of testing. You know, we did, uh, we were on a few little um, local um, list races, they called them. We had like a, um, a top uh, 864 top truck list, which was like a local drag strip list. They did every Thursday night. Um, you know, so we did a lot of testing with the truck. We And, and we're smart about it, I think. You know, we actually, um, we bring out a, um, a a thermometer, you know, we, we measure the track temps, we, you know, we watch our tire pressure, we um, try and be consistent, you know, we, we're really good with that. And we're running, um, you know, low 1.460 foot. Cool. So, yeah, it's it's a killer 60. It's, it, it comes out really great. So um, that's a part of it also, is being able to get off the line so fast. And how are you doing that? You got these slicks on there, but what did you do to the front end, to this truck, to keep um, it together? I mean, to the front end, I mean, the only thing the front end has on it is it has... Um, some uh, as rare rare parts uh, tie rods. Um, it has the uh, DHD Centerlink support, and um, we pull the uh, bolts all the way out for the torsion bars. Just drop them all the way down. Um, you know that's it. Um, we were having some issues before. We do have now in the back. We've partnered with um, Olin's USA, which I don't know if you've heard of them. They do a lot of um, 
motocross and super bikes and actually Formula One cars. They're like top name in suspension. And then we've partnered with them for the rear suspension. So far, we're, we're looking at doing the front also. But they were able to give us a little more control to where um, the front end doesn't lift off the ground and it actually plants um, because we were getting a lot of front end movement before. Um, and now it's actually just planting and accelerating. I mean, before the truck was very, very violent. Um, you know, it was hard to drive. It was hard to um, hold on and, and see what's going on and lock the converter and everything else. Um, now it's straight as an arrow. It just goes. That is unbelievable. I mean, that's a pretty minimal setup. And I love what you said about how, you know, nine out of 10 customers in this industry have a stock engine. And that is absolutely true. Who's got the extra, you know, 30 plus grand to go out and just, you know, build the bottom end of that engine? Well, see, I, I also feel like um, that 30 grand could be put elsewhere. You know, I mean, you could still put it into the truck, um, you know, to make it fast, but just put it in a different direction. You know, you don't really need that into the engine. I mean, not even 30 grand would be, you know, you could get any kind of force wheels or whatever you want, you know, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't really think that that's necessary for most people. You know, um, the industry has always thought that, you know, 700 horsepower, 750, somewhere around there with the Duramax and it's toast, you know, it's just not going to do anything like that. So you're going to have to do, um, like the LOY as rods, you know, the rods are the first to let go, the LBZ, they say the pistons are the first to let go. And, um, I feel like we've been able to, work through both of those and you know the more we do it and the more we we show people that um you know it can be done um i think the you know the more people will actually the faster we'll get you know it's not only going to be the elite that can afford to do that that you know to spend 30 35 grand or, or shop owners or whatever you know to actually have a race com competitive racing truck so that's an awesome story what got you into all this stuff to begin with i used to be into um I used to actually be into imports. Um, I know it's embarrassing, right? But um, no. the <laughs> I actually worked for a couple dealerships. I worked for um, the local Dodge dealership. I worked for a Honda dealership, and um, I actually before that I was into muscle cars. But I've always been um, I've always done my own tuning. Um, you know, I I even from uh, AEM, EMS, Honda, all the little different types of software, and then. Um, you know, got into this, got the EFI Live. Um, even though right now I, I did not tune the truck to what it's doing now, it's actually been tuned by Mark Broviak at Danville Performance. And um, I, I tuned it as, you know, as much as I could. I, I got the truck to go really quick, but then um, it's his turbocharger. He is awesome. He, he got it going much faster. So, um, you know, I got to hand it to him. He's, he's great. But, he's a lot of fun to watch at a drag strip. If anybody ever gets a chance to see him, he uh, he definitely will steal the show. <laughs> but, I've had uh, yeah, we, had we a pleasure to, of watching uh, him a few times in my life, and I gotta agree with you there. He's he definitely has solid rigs when he brings them to the track. Yeah, he knows his stuff, and I mean, man, he's he just uh, he seems really humble. I mean, you know, for for what he's doing in industry, he he just knows so much, and um, he's so helpful. I mean, you know, he's the only one that I know that'll you know, update your tunes in the middle of the night if you have to. You know, I, I tell him I've got, I'm going to the track tomorrow and I need something. You know, he'd, he'd ship it right over, no problem. So, but, but yeah, we, um, we just got into it that way, you know, and then, well, we got a, like I said, I was an electrician, got a work truck, big diesel truck, towing around the camper and everything. And I mean, you know, I just got the itch, man. Um, I wanted to make it go faster. I saw, 
you know, um, about the tuning and everything and started turning the truck up a little bit. And I ended up going to uh, Zach Fuller from Starlight Diesel um, has the classes for EFI Live. So I went to one of his classes, you know, learned my own stuff that way um, and just started tinkering with it. So, um, but, yeah, it's, it's an awesome industry. Everybody's really um, easy to get along with. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's great. So what are your plans moving forward with this uh, LBZ 9.9 second beast? <laughs> well, um, I think our next goal is um, we're going to try and break into – we're back to the eighth mile because um, it's local. It's, it's hard for us to get to the, the quarter mile all the time. So, um, But we actually ran – at that, that 9.96, we actually ran um, a 6.3 in the eighth mile. And that was at 110 miles an hour, and that's the fastest we've ever gone in the eighth. So um, I think we're going to try and work on getting into the fives in the eighth mile. Um, so see if we can do that and then go from there. I don't know. Boy, you like to push the, the limits on that. Uh, yes, are you married or anything? <laughs> yeah, we're uh, – what's that? Are, are you married? Oh, yeah. You're married, and your wife lets you push the limits of your trucks. And oh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't care, huh? Yeah, she knows I love it, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, she's great too. So, she goes to the track a lot too. She sees what it's all about. It's so cool, though, what you said earlier about being able to have a truck, one you use for work, or you know, you daily drive, and you can make it go fast without putting tens of thousands, if not a hundred thousand dollars, into it. <laughs> And that's what diesel performance started as, you know, I, I think way back when was being able to have a truck that you could tow a trailer, use it for work, go camping, take it to the track, have fun. And that's what people want. That's what people want to see. And it's really cool to see you out there doing it. Where's uh, the best place like social media or, you know, different places to see when, you know, updates on the truck, how fast it's going. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, Facebook um, is probably the best. Um, I mean, we keep that up to date pretty regularly. Um, you know, we also have an Instagram, and um, we have a, um, a Facebook page. It's uh, Direct Injection Engineering. Um, but, yeah, we try and keep it all posted as we're doing it. Um, even, you know, sometimes when we're on the way to the track, um, the guys will post up pictures that, you know, try to get everybody pumped up. So. But yeah, well, we'll be going back. Um, I mean, it's it's warm now. You know, we're probably going to go try to go every weekend until, you know, this one gives out on us. We'll see what happens. I just want to say congratulations on your most recent success because that was literally just uh, this past weekend or in the past week. And we're going to be watching you, Jesse. We're going to be rooting you on, brother, and we hope the best for you. Well, I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank, thanks again for joining us today, Jesse. It was uh, great to chat with you, hear about the truck, what you're doing, your goals. You're, you're definitely pushing, pushing. I think, the performance in, in the right direction it needs to go. And it's really cool to, to hear about, see, and we'll make sure and follow you on, on social media. And uh, like Danny said, keep pulling for you. See how fast you can go on that stock engine. Right on, man. I really appreciate you guys calling. Don't forget, guys, head on over to dieselperformance.com and ppi.com for updates and products and tons of cool things for Cummins, Powerstroke, and Duramax trucks. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.